Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's get it done, realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. I'm super excited today to have Kelly Zitlow with us. Say hi, Kelly. Hi, everybody. So I got to know Kelly because we were coaches in a program together and I got to really hear her speak and learn about things that she's going to share with you today. She's like a video guru and everyone goes, yeah, right. Do you hear everyone? Yay, video me on video. I hear them all. They're like tuning out right now. They're like, no, no. no. They're like, oh, we do video. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, we're gonna, we're gonna make them. But so you and I both have been in business for 27 years. Since we were five years old, we started, right? Yeah, I know both of us (laughs) swinging our hair if you can't see it. But so you've been with Cornerstone, you've been there for five years. Correct. Yep. So here's what I love about you. So you've been a coach, you speak, you are not only a lender, but the executive EVP of sales for your company, which I think is fantastic. So tell me why is that so important to you? What's your passion? Hmm. Well, at this part of my journey, Marjorie, I am so fueled by helping loan officers, especially right now. This is a tough market, but even prior to this market, I've been on this journey for the last couple of years is what's next. I've been so blessed to have had the tenure in this business and to have done really great, big, fun things. But honestly, my heart right now is how do I help the next generation of loan officers coming in? How do I help the current loan officers that are stuck? How do I help those that are achieving in a more efficient way and continuing their path? I still have an origination team. We still originate. We still do all our things. But a big part of my time and day is focused on the collaborative efforts of what we do as a company to help elevate our loan officers. So what I love about you, and I think this is something that when I get to interview everyone for this podcast, it's this, I really want to share with others. I want to make sure that I can empower others to succeed and help them with key attributes, which we're going to talk about their mindset. We're going to get some tips on that because mindset right now, it's not easy because I think that when the market gets hard, I think we kind of go a couple different ways. We abandon the basics because we think something shiny has to help me. We put our heads in the sand and say, this has gotten hard. So I think our activities are important and not just being busy, right? But we got to be productive and doing the right things. And then tech tools, which are very important too. And we're going to talk about those. But for you, one of your geniuses, I think, and there are many, is your branding, your social presence. You figured this out long ago. You really took on this when people weren't doing it yet? Honestly, I don't know what came into my head and I had no idea how challenged I was going to be doing it. But in 2013, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. So if we think about what was going on in 2013, we were just coming out of this big, crazy real estate cycle right? And the federal government was stepping into mortgage lending and starting to get licensing. All these different things were happening. And we had so many people that had been faced with real estate agents, our clients losing their jobs, you know, foreclosures, short sales, all of that stuff. And up until that point, I'd been very consistent in sending out every week to the real estate community, an email that just had a nugget. Cause I felt like I had to keep this community going. Like 
it was okay. We were going to figure out a way. It wasn't easy, but there was still opportunity. And I believe that today there's opportunity, no matter where the market is, specifically the real estate market, but there's opportunity even in the stock market right now. I mean, I don't know about what you were looking at this morning, but it's been a couple of rough days in the stock market. Guess what? There's still opportunity in that market. There's opportunity in every market, but we have to find it. We have to be intentional about looking for it. So back in 2013, I thought, gosh, I just had this idea. What if I took my weekly update to the realtors instead of doing just words in email, I would do a video. And I was like, well, gosh, nobody was doing that back then. So I don't know where it came from, but I just had an idea. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do that then. So sat down with my marketing gal and she had never done video. I'd never done video. We had no idea what we were doing. That year, 2013, I shot eight videos for the whole year. I never sent one of them out because what nobody ever told me was you're going to get in your own way. You're not going to do this because of you. And it was tough. I did not like the way I looked. I still don't love the way I look on video. I mean, heck, I was like looking at myself this morning going, oh my God, we are the worst critics of ourselves. And so for anybody out there that's thinking that they want to do this, just know 99% chance you're going to do it and you're going to completely just be as critical as no other human being would ever be to you. And you're going to be that to yourself. Agreed. Because how many videos do you ever look at and go, that person just looks awful? I'm almost never. Like, oh, look at that. And look, I learned. I and we're like, look what's in my teeth and why are they more white? All these things. I guess not like a smurf. It's like when we hear ourselves sing karaoke. Right. And we're like, Ooh, not doing that again. <laughs> but in the shower or in the car, yes. I'm so good. Right. I yeah. sound fantastic yeah. until yeah. someone else hears me. So I think that's super important, but we're going to back up a little bit and say, okay, it is a tough market right now. And so let's talk about some tactics. It's lenders and realtors listening right now. And I love this because if people listen to these podcasts, they're going to hear that the people who are really thriving have very similar things they do. So let's talk about how do you start your day? That is the most important thing is what are we conditioning ourselves to do every single morning that becomes our ritual that we can depend on? And I'm a big believer that we have to pay attention to what we're listening to and who we're listening to. And I say that because... If you're listening to the noise and the chaos and all the scare and the fear and everything else, which is what the national media does, let's face it, right? Their job is to sell clicks. Their job is to sell advertisements. If we're listening to that and we're not starting our day in some type of peaceful kind of just routine, then we're going to get sucked into it. So for me, I'm very consistent. Every morning I wake up, I have two labradoodles that are the loves of my life. Hopefully my husband's not listening right now, but anyway. (laughs) You love it. And I spend a few minutes with them. I let them go out. And then I just do the dishes in the morning. Like it's my way to just have nothing going on in my head. I like to have my house set and ready to go before I hit it and I get into work. So I finish that up. I make my mud water and then I go in and I will go to my home office and I'll read a daily devotional. I like what that does to my soul and my head and it helps me connect with me. And then I write my gratitude journal. That's what I do. I do that every single morning. Is mud water coffee, by the way? I have not had coffee since December 8th. Mud water is like a coffee alternative. Yeah. It's a mushroom one. Oh, no. No, No, it doesn't taste bad. (laughs) Anywho's, whatever. So no, that's what I do. It doesn't matter if it's coffee, tea, water, doesn't matter. But 
having that ritual yes. is something that I think is really foundational, especially when we go through tough times. It's the thing you can always count on. And you're giving that to yourself. And trust me, I have not been that person. Yeah. Well, we all have. Life is different because of it. Yeah. Like when we talk about a gratitude journal, it's really hard to be super negative and mad when you're thinking of things you're grateful for. And when you start doing it, you're like, oh, but honestly, some days it's like, whoa, I'm grateful. It's not raining right now. And I'm grateful that I feel good and it gets easier. But I also think again, when you're thinking, gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful and fortunate for is very different than Ugh, the market sucks, right? It's just hard to be super negative while you're grateful. I could not agree more. And That's again, awesome. it doesn't have to be labor intensive. It could be one word. It could be one thought, but I date mine. And then I'll just say, sometimes they're longer. Sometimes they're shorter. Sometimes it's a word, but then I see over time, it starts to build my story yeah. and it starts to remind me why well, you were pretty blessed. And I'm blessed because I'm choosing to have intention around what I put in my head and my heart to find that gratitude. Yeah, I think we all forget. I mean, it's a harder market, but really it's very important, I think, to pay attention to, you know, you had a great dinner and you have a great house or apartment or whatever it is, and you got in a car to go to work and your kids are healthy. And just those things that we take for granted all the time because things are harder now. Well, imagine how much harder for people that aren't as fortunate, right? We are lucky people. So I think we need to kind of get that out of our heads. So then... One of the things is it's how your day starts. What do you listen to or who do you listen to that keeps you in the right mindset? First of all, I don't watch the news. So let's get that clear. Neither. I do <laughs> I not. I intentionally don't watch the news. What I do listen to is when I'm getting ready in the morning, I have my ear pods in and I'm listening to either a podcast. So I love Ed Milet, but I also am a big audio book listener. I just finished Hustle by Joshua Medcalf. I just finished... I'm on a mission this year to get more in my head. That's good stuff. I just finished Money in the Streets by Barry Habib. It's good. I just take something away from these, even if it's an essence of a mindset, sometimes it's tactical thought, but the more I pour into me, the more confident I feel about what is in front of me for the day, the year, the years. Yeah. Well, the more that you're poured into, you can then pour into others. If your cup is empty and you're negative, guess what? Then it makes it really hard to have to go and rally the troops and have the energy to make your phone calls and everything. So I think that's important. I almost never watch the news. And it's to the point where I'm like, oh, now it doesn't mean I don't know what's going on in the world. It doesn't mean that I'm not clear on things. When there's something I really want to learn more about, I will go on and look for it. But I don't sit in front of the news because Never has that made me happy. So, okay, we start our day really well. Agree with you, right? What we listen to, how we kind of fill our cup before we have to go out and take care of others. And then I think that mindset and how we talk to people also comes from this, right? Like I can be a much more positive person if I start my day off properly and I'm grateful and I have my routine that I go into work and now I got to hit it. But I think, what do you think the biggest issue is right now with how people are talking to people or how they're just reacting to what's happening around us? I think in part, the media and just the people you're listening to, they can bring you down or they can lift you up. And please be clear, this is not an easy real estate market. I'm living it. I am with you if you're listening to this. I feel your pain. However, what I know is what I focus on that I can control. That's the only way I'm going to get through this. And that's the only way you're going to get through this. So control what you can control. And there's so much opportunity, even in a difficult real estate market. There really is. It's just, are we searching for it? Are we intentional? 
Are we waking up in paralyzed fear or are we waking up saying, all right, let's get our cleats on. We got to get out there, right? It's a choice. It really is. Agreed. I totally agree. And I think they always say you're the sum of the eight people you listen to or whatever it is. And I think that's important. So people that are having a tough time, like maybe do like a media slash social media slash friend study, right? So if you wake up in the morning, listen to the news, and then you go in and you know what I mean? And everyone says the sky is falling. And then, you know, it's all negativity all day. This too shall pass. I mean, you and I've been through it. I think 27 years in both of us, we've been through some tough markets. We're in a tough market. And listen, I'm in it too. Let's be clear. I'm a full-time realtor. I am the head of a team and I pay the bills, right? So it's like, it has to happen. I don't get to fake my way through it either. But also during the actual recession last time, I had something in my journal and said, I heard there's going to be a recession. I've decided not to participate. Yeah, I love that. Right. Because the thing is, it's like, yes, I can't pretend my way out of it, but I'm also not going to let it consume me. And I think right now it's like, are we letting it consume us? Are we abandoning all the things that we know work well for us, the tactics and the tools and what we do to continue forward, just reaching for something that we're hoping is going to work? Have we stopped working, thinking, well, it doesn't matter anyway, right? So it's really paying attention. And then how are we helping each other? Because I'm a realtor and you're a lender. And I've always said, and I know you agree, we thrive or we go down together, right? That's I mean, right. We, we are integral parts of each other's businesses. And so really helping each other, right? And guiding each other is humongously important to get through this. Yeah. And I think having people around you and partners you choose to work with, both whether you're a real estate agent or a lender and a lender to real estate agents, when we can have honest, authentic conversations about really what's the struggle, then the other person's there to be thinking the solutions. Because when you're in the struggle, sometimes it's hard for you to see the opportunity or the solution. So just having those, like you said, those valuable partnerships and friendships, honestly, that have come over the years on how can I bring value today to the real estate community? How can I bring value today to loan officers? That's what I'm waking up thinking. That's what's driving me throughout the day. And I also think that energy is a big deal, Marjorie. So how we show up to these yep. conversations, how we show up on the phone or Zoom or in person, it's a choice. And if you're showing up all like, uh, then what kind of energy? That's like the lowest level of energy. Just hype it up, right? <laughs> Have some coffee. I don't care, but switch that record that you're playing in your head and show up and bring that energy and that positivity or solutions find the opportunity. It does exist. That's the key, right? I think we have a lot of clients working with us now because they said, wow, you're really positive. And I thought, well, yeah, because if I'm like, oh, it's never going to happen. Kelly, I'm sorry you need to buy a house. Well, that sucks for you. This market's <laughs> awful, right? Like you probably won't get a loan by the way. And God, I know you're never going to get a house. So listen, I don't even know why we're talking right now. Actually, right. I've got a TV show that starts in about 15 minutes that I'm going to watch. I mean, seriously, like, it's like, what are people saying? Because again, it doesn't mean we're falsely positive. Like we don't put on our clown suits and go, this is going to be just barrels of monkeys, right? But it's like, here's how we're going to get you through. This is what the reality is. This is what you have to do to get a house. This is how we have to prepare you. This is the reality. You might lose a couple. That's okay. I've never had someone homeless. You're not going to be my first one and we're going to do it, right? Like, so this is how we're going to get it done. It's like, we've got to guide them and help them because they're freaking out. So like, if you're the buyer freaking out and the lender's freaking out, and the realtor's freaking out, this is not going to go well. <laughs> That's not going to go well, no matter what the market is. Just 2021. Yeah. 
it was a different problem then. It was still a tough market. How many buyers did you have and that I have were pre-qualified, wanted to buy and could not get under contract? It didn't matter what the interest rates were. Yeah, it didn't matter. That was hard. This is hard. Hard is hard. Learn to do hard better. Yeah, no doubt. Because again, something else will shift. So let's talk about, okay, so right now, Lenders, realtors, everyone's struggling some, right? Because the kind of business they run, right? There's different kind of businesses we run in terms of where our business comes from. So let's go through that a little bit. You talked a little bit about if you were more of a retail officer versus potentially working with a builder, kind of give us some thoughts on that. Well, I think that if you're a loan officer that has a builder relationship, you're probably not feeling the pain as much as a loan officer that is dependent on your database, refinances, and or the real estate community for your leads. So if we know that, then as a loan officer that maybe doesn't have a builder relationships, go call on some builders, right? That's a long game. It doesn't happen overnight, but maybe getting turned down business is an option today. I think that this is a first-time homebuyer market. So let's bring education to first-time homebuyers. They're the ones that are winning right now. This is an opportunity for them. So let's make sure that we're pointing to our minds and that we know what the stats are in our market. We know what seller concessions are. We have invested in ourselves to learn whether you're a real estate agent or a lender, how a 2-1 buy-down works, why it matters. We're leveraging the current market to find the opportunity. And that's what we're coaching our retail loan officers on that are focused on the real estate community. Let's make sure we're pointing into the real estate community. So now we're talking in this symbiotic type of language that they understand it, we understand it, and we're there together to bring education to both sellers and buyers. Because if you're a seller and maybe it's a little bit extra time on market because your house didn't sell in two hours like it did in 2021, in lieu of that, what are the alternatives for a seller instead of a price drop, right? There's just so much that we can do right now that our industries need us to do, as opposed to just taking a step back. Look, is volume down? Yes, it is. But two years ago, loans were pouring from the sky. Transactions were raining from the sky. It was a point in time that wasn't real. And this is a point in time. This is real, but it's not going to last forever. Yeah. No doubt. And listen, who's buying right now? I'm in Virginia. You're in Arizona, not the same market. I'm in a small town. You're in a larger town. Again, you got to take locally versus nationally. But so investors are investors out in your market. Then you got to be finding some investors. If you're a lender, investor financing or whatever it may be, hard money lending. This is more where I go. I know these words, but we're going to let the letter, right? But so investor clients who needs to move, right? So First time home buyers, downsizers, people 65 plus that live in homes that don't suit their needs anymore. Who has to move? We've got to Life get events, right? Yes. Partner with divorce attorneys. Unfortunately, that means usually there's a sale and a buy or two buys. There's yeah. I mean, I think it's finding the opportunities exactly right. So I think the clarity though has to be we don't bail on the basics. I don't now just ignore my database. I'm a very database driven business. I have to take better care of them. I have to prove more resources and I have to educate more than ever so that it's clear what's really happening, but they're not moving as often. Right. So I need strong business partners. I need to be clear on, well, maybe I'll change my farming tactics. Like what do I need to do to get in front of the people that need to move? So that's our job right now. How do we help them and not freak out because they're not as many of them? Yeah. So we got to work harder to find them. And you have to cast a wider net in this type of market. It has to be broader. 
And yeah. there's a really great way to do that, Marjorie. I know you're going to ask me about it. That sure. was like the perfect segue. That was not planned. I mean, you are a genius because now we're going to get into the videos. This is where everyone's excited. And I meant to do it. Um, oh, no, I'm never going to do it. I'll try one. Like, I think people are like, yeah, someone told me that I need to do it, but I hate it. Right. So I think we're going to go through really committing to video. You're going to share some tactics. So you already talked about the first one. That's the most obvious to me. And the most clear is I shoot a video. Then I look at it and I'm like, Ooh, look, there's a line here. And gosh, my teeth are not as tissue white as I would like. And hair is a little flat. And then you hear yourself and you think I'm a chipmunk. And then you're like, this was a terrible idea, right? Yeah. So that is absolutely it. You're going to see it. You're going to hear it. You're in your own way. One thing that you said, I love that it was you bring value in your content. It's not what you look like. It's value that you're sharing, right? That's a great way to think about it. How'd you get past that though, right? I mean, to me, I don't watch them. Honestly, I'll record them. I, I'm out like podcasts too, right? Because yeah. we are video and audio. We record it. We yeah. plan absolutely. We prep. We love doing it. You and I are used to doing this, but then it's like, send it, right? I don't sit there and critique it because I would never have done the first one. Right. But why do you do this? I love this. Honestly, like it's funny because realtor became a coach. I have this great opportunity through Alcova Mortgage. I love the owners. They're fantastic people. Jonathan is my lender. And they said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I was like, oh, Okay. I didn't really know. I thought, oh, and now I'm like, I got to keep doing this. Like I crave learning like from you, what makes you successful? I love putting the pieces together of what have other people figured out that I have huge respect for that I need to make sure I incorporate. And it's everyone says the same stuff, right? Like the successful people are doing the same thing. And to me, it's like, okay, failure is not an option, right? I want to learn more. I love speaking. I love teaching. I love people, right? That are motivated to learn and grow. That's why I do this, right? There's a great kinship with the people you get to interview. Right. And then if one person texts and says, gosh, I really needed to hear that today. You're like, yes, that's it right there. You said it going back to my story. So in 2013, I shot eight videos, never sent one out. January, 2014, this was something that was gnawing at me. It was, have you ever known you need to do something, yes. but you're afraid to do it? but you need to do it. I could not shake this. So I sat down with Shay, my marketing gal, and who's still with me today, by the way, who thank God for Shay. But anyway, said, Shay, we have got to figure this out. And she said, Kelly, honestly, we don't have to figure anything out until you get out of your own way. You are never going to do this. Yep. And let me be that person for you today. If you're listening, hear this. If you don't get out of your own way, and stop talking and focusing on the negative stuff that you're telling yourself about how you look on video or how you sound, then you're never going to do it. I guarantee it. I had to make a decision. And this is where the switch went off for me. Instead of focusing on myself, I decided to focus on the person that was going to give me 30 seconds or two minutes of their life. Could I bring value? Could I bring a nugget? Could I bring some type of education that would be impactful to them? And when I started focusing on the person that was going to watch that, as opposed to me, that was it for me. And it didn't make it easy and didn't mean I automatically loved the way that I looked or sounded on video, but that was my compass. That was my passion. That was the thing that kept me going with all of the years now. And to be clear, it's also consistency. So every week since 2014, we have sent out a video update to the real estate community that's on my distribution list. 50 weeks out of the year and have now done that for nine years. 
So it works, but it's a long game, right? And it's just like going to the gym. You go to the gym once and you don't walk out of there, you know, it's not too bad, pounds, right? That's it would really be great if it was, <laughs> but it's not right. We have yeah. to keep working at it and then you get better. And it's like anything else you do, you get better. Now I can look at myself on video and just not throw up like, because I've trained myself and now I'm like, it's more important. The content, it's more important what I'm pushing out than me sabotaging myself. And that was it. That was the decision. And that is what changed everything. And I think that's key, right? I think it's not about us. And I think interestingly that it's not about us really. If we can get out of that mindset for anything, think about it. If you're scared to make phone calls, if you make it about you, then it's harder to do. If it's about Mm -hmm. how you can help them, then it's different. Okay. I'm going to get out of my way, Kelly. I promise. That's that's what everyone's saying. Yeah, girl, I'm going to do it. So, but I have to go, gosh, I got to go get a studio and I need to buy a camera and I have to get all this stuff and I need to hire videographers. Kelly, this is very expensive. Here's the second way I'm going to talk myself out of it, by the way. Well, that's just a bunch of crap because that's not the truth. The truth is today, technology has advanced so much. And yes, I made all of those same mistakes and had all those same excuses. That's not what you need today. Today, if you have a cell phone, you are good to go. There's a few other things that I recommend. Lighting is important. You can get a lighting kit on Amazon. It'll be here at four o'clock this afternoon, roughly $125. There's soft lights. So if you're following me on social, Two lights come in to my office. This is really my office. This is really my bookcase. They go right in front of me. Then I have a tripod in front of me where I plug my phone in. And if I'm shooting by myself, I have a Bluetooth remote. So I'm not doing this and that with the phone. Generally, I have somebody come in behind the camera that's just making sure audio and everything else is in place so I can be efficient with my time. And I use a lavalier mic. So there's a lavalier mic, it's 20 bucks. There's an adapter that you can get for your iPhone, which is what I have. And boom, I am ready to rock and roll. So lighting, some type of microphone. If it's lavalier, if it's the one you have on your desk, whatever it is, quality sound is important. Agreed. And a phone. There you go. Boom. Wow, that was hard. Probably $400. I'm now a videographer. Woo. Well, there goes that excuse. Darn it. So now, oh, here's the next excuse though, Kelly. All right. I can get over the fact that I got to not look at myself and now I don't have to spend thousands of dollars. But Kelly, I don't have 40 hours a week to record videos. I'm very, very busy. (laughs) I know you're very busy. So now what? How do we quash that argument? A couple of things. One, I only shoot video two hours a week and I work about 55 hours a week right now. Could be more actually, but I work a lot. But for video content, two hours a week, that's all I'm doing. It's in my calendar. Shay comes in, she holds me accountable. I don't get to weasel out of it. So having an accountability partner would be helpful because you will find every reason and I will find every reason not to do it. I won't now because I've seen the impact of it, but early on when it's hard, you'll find a reason not to do it. So having that accountability partner was huge for me and it's blocked out on my calendar. So we're gathering content every day. I keep a running list on my phone. I tap into my team for stuff that's happening. I tap into our real estate partners. I tap into things that are happening in the mortgage industry, things that people need to know about. FHA just dropped the annual mortgage insurance premium. What's the net impact to a consumer? Why does it matter? All great content. And I just keep a running list on my phone. And so I come into it, Shay will sort through it and say, okay, today you're going to talk about these five things. Boom. Now there's a whole science that we've learned over the years, and I'm happy to 
tell you more about that, but really it's just having a list of content ideas. And for real estate agents, if you're listening to this, it's easier for you guys. Cause really how sexy is mortgages? It's not right. Mm-hmm. But real estate agents, you are viewing cool properties. You're doing an open house. You get asked the same questions from a seller and a buyer. Those are good places to start for just content for how you're going to start your videos. Yeah. I mean, what's relevant to them? I think the biggest thing too is relevant to the listener because I know you super cool and I'm awfully cool too. But when we yabber on about how cool we are, that is not what people want to hear. So it's valuable content to the listener, to the consumer, for you, the realtor, the public, whatever, for us, of course, clients, as well as lenders, any one of our business partners. But it's not about our fantastic story, right? About our greatness. And I think that's something I see too often too. It's like focus on what's important to them. Are you helping me? Yes. So, well, you just killed the content one too, because you are correct. If someone spent 20 minutes literally going, okay, what questions do I get asked in a listing appointment? What do I go over in a buyer consult? What are the steps to buying a house? How do I stage a house, right? I mean, it's endless content. So kind of prioritizing that. So what's a good length of a video? Two hours, 15 minutes? (laughs) I would say it depends on what you have to say. Okay. So don't talk just to talk. Talk enough to get your point across and bring the value. I'll shoot 59 second shorts. I will shoot 30 minute interviews with a real estate attorney talking about wraps and the things that people that might be considering those that need to know today. I talk about it all and I don't have a set, like we have to talk for seven minutes. I don't do that. There was a point in time where I thought, can't do anything under two minutes. You shouldn't do anything. Just you guys don't, don't fill your head with the noise. Just shoot good content and get it out there. And I'd agree with you. If it's an interview, it's longer. If it's just a couple points, it wouldn't be the 36 things that you need to do to get your home ready, right? I would maybe do 36 videos and say, hey, today we'll go through tip one. Because by the time you get to tip two, I'm probably going, that's a lot. So I think really paying attention to that. So, all right. So when you're shooting, do you just have like five different shirts you throw on or do you wear the same thing? I do, actually. And in fact, today I wore a shirt that I shouldn't have worn not remembering that we were going to do this. So I have a wardrobe closet. It's actually in our tech room here in our office. And it's just a shirt bar. And I have several shirts in there. Those are the shirts I use for video. I need bright color on video because I'm pale and I'm blonde. And I had a white shirt on today. I would never wear white on video because it doesn't look good. So I will do six different shirts. So if I'm shooting six different videos, so I'll shoot in this, I'll change. I'll come in, I'll change and boom, boom, boom. It creates efficiency in my process. I only have an hour. That's it. That's all that's carved out. So I have to make it as efficient as possible. So that's how I do it. And it doesn't look like then I'm shooting six videos in one shirt. Right. You're like, she never changes clothes, that girl. But just little tips, right? Like if they haven't done it, yeah, you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of new clothes either. You can recycle those too. So what do we want to make sure we end with? Because you've given a ton of great content. We know that the market's tougher Mindset's super important. We know that it's time to start video. So when we say this, it's not abandon all these other things, right? It's not that video is going to make the clients fall out of the sky by next week, right? It is a longer term game. But how would you like to leave the lenders and realtors listening today? A final Mm. thought for the public. Yes. Wow. Let me see. So serious. (laughs) I would say, think about video different. How are you building your brand? What's your why? 
And if you can incorporate video, if you choose to be courageous and do it, it helps build your brand. It helps position you as the expert in your market or in your industry or whatever it is that you're focused on. It has the widest reach. It is going to far and exceed a face-to-face one-off meeting with a real estate agent. It's now being able to bring all of that stuff that's in your head and your heart that you've gained over the years. Or if maybe you're new, but you're learning, share it because the world needs to hear it. And here's the last thought. If we don't do this, I need you and you need me. We collectively, between the real estate community and the lending community, we have got to change the narrative. And the only way we can do that and compete with a national negative media is to do video and get the content out there and give people the right information that they need to make an educated decision and not just run with fear. Yes. Ooh, I love that. I also think it's the way they know you. So it used to be like when real estate, we'd put our faces because we're big on that. We like to put our faces on anything (laughs) that you can put a face on. But with signs, it used to be funny because 20 years ago, oh, I see your face everywhere. I don't think you do. But the sign was out there. That's the video now. And not only that, it's a connection to you before you sit with them. So I would also say if anyone's still doing anything on the phone, we do nothing on the phone anymore. It's in person or it's on Zoom if they can't get there. Because that connection of seeing someone on the face rather than like I'm painting my nails as I'm talking to you because I'm not connecting. And look, they're an expert and they know you and they feel that kind of kinship to you already. You're less of a commodity when they have seen you and feel like they know who you are and what you're all about. So I think that's the thing too, is like, I haven't seen you in person for a long time, but I see you all the time because of your videos. It's a connection to you. It's very different had it just been a text you sent me or I got your email. So I think that, oh, I'm really tight with my clients. Well, if they never see you, then maybe not so much. So really build that deeper relationship before you even start. Maybe the competing becomes easier too, if they get to see you in advance. So that's a final thing I think as well, that's very important. As the person who is really not that good at video, by the way, but Kelly, I'm going to make you proud. Six months from now, you're going to be like, that girl has got it going on because we're really working on it. I teach a virtual class on video. So I'll get you the QR code. I teach it about every six weeks just for real estate agents and for lenders nationwide. And I just kind of teach people in depth how to do it from beginning to how we do it here. So I've gotten to attend one of your classes, but I'm going to put that on for my team and then we'll put it in the show notes. That's the official place, the show notes when you're a podcaster, the show notes so that everyone can find them. Kelly, thank you. You are a busy lady. I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me on Real Estate Unscripted. Thank you, Marjorie. Pleasure to be here. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and home buyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.